Hello and welcome to Art Supply Posse, a podcast about art supplies and the people that use them. I'm Kathy and I am joined by my fabulous, healthier co-host, Heather Rivard. How are you? I, I am indeed healthier. It is, it, is, it is good to be back in the world. Yay, healthiness. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just got my, my, my uh, silly little Apple Watch I'm having fun with. And when I look back on my activity from last week, Monday, it's like just three little dots. Like there's no ring at all because I was literally just like laying in bed waiting for the day to end. It was... I was like jet lagged and sick. I didn't know like what time it was. I was just kind of sleeping every three hours for like three <laughs> days straight. It was like up in the middle of the night. It was a little like zombie landing in Michigan. So I'm sorry uh. that there was no podcast, but it would have been a, a very bizarre experience for everyone. I think if I had tried to like <laughs> roll myself over to the microphone. <laughs> I'm sure it would be very hallucinogenic, like inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and later on that week, uh, I got sick and my daughter had been sick and got worse. And so last week was just hit by the plague. And uh, this week will be much better. Yeah. Everyone was down for the count. Some, Sometime we'll do like an extra special performance art episode and there'll be no <laughs> intro or structure and it'll just be hallucinatory r- rants and uh yes maybe we'll do it a video podcast and we can do like interpretive dance <laughs> <laughs> our first video podcast right yeah um but uh yeah i was sad to see that avi was sick last week although as i as i said it did make me feel even more like like we're secret best friends because we're just doing all the same stuff all the time it's so true (laughs) yeah you guys were just twinsies and uh she finally went back to school today uh and came home and was very excited with her day and so it was nice that she had a good day at school because i know i missed having her gone i love her dearly but it's really hard when she's not healthy because i can't get anything done oh yeah and i mean that's one of the great things about working from home you know like to have that flexibility but there's less working and more home happening for sure yeah i uh pretty much i would i spent most of my week in bed with her and my ipad um, mm-hmm. which was fantastic because it, it it's the 9.7 iPad Pro, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I was able to get so much work done, even if it did take me longer, um, just because my fingers were not quite as used to uh, doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also used the Pigment app a lot uh, to keep both my daughter entertained and myself entertained when oh, I was that's sitting the, in that's bed. Oh, that's a coloring one. Yes, yeah. it's a coloring, and I used it with the Apple Pencil, and it was fantastic. I love that app. Will you? We will, of course, link it in the show notes. Okay, I will say, pig, the, my thing about the Pigment app, though, I am, I'm all about like let's all pay for our software and tie flowers in our hair you know like i am <laughs> i am there you know i, I bought it. i bought the linea app the first day it came out 10 dollars for an ipad app that's legitimate i like 
I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for like supporting software developers. But that coloring app wants a subscription fee for the whole year. Is is like Okay. So here's why. Because they come out with so many books to color. They have special artists books that are like guest artists that do uh, books for it. And I can I'll, I'll post some screenshots. Um, I just I think that that um, again, like no, nobody's in under any uh, obligation, right, to like make a business model right. that works for me. Um, and but like I, that's way more than I'm going to use, you know, like if they, oh, let absolutely. Me, if they let me buy those books for like five dollars a piece, even I would probably spend more than fifteen dollars in a year. But I wouldn't feel like I was on this train forever you know like you're right on the, you're going to be paying for pigment until the day you break your ipad in half over <laughs> your knee I, I don't know something if, maybe i should be less dramatic about it but it's just i think it's like 7.99 a month is that what it is uh, I, to be honest i don't know because as soon as i saw it i bought the whole i bought the year subscription so i already paid for it the money's gone it doesn't matter anymore <laughs> but it's something uh I I really liked the variety and the fact that they um, keep updating it. I mean, they just came out with this huge update a little bit ago, well, a couple months maybe. I don't even know. Um, that just made huge changes. And it's something that I do a lot when I'm editing podcasts or I'm just in bed with a sick baby or just mindless. And the fact that I can choose from a huge a wide variety of things to color and style it's just I love it and I totally understand because there's definitely some apps where like I haven't bought Linea (gasps) no (laughs) I know because see here's the thing is that's what's magical there's going to be an app for everybody out in the world and if you don't like it that's okay. Nobody says you have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, I guess as much as I know that the right thing to do is to say, oh, well, not for me. I, I am also throwing a little uh, temper tantrum in my head. It's not for <laughs> me. So, but I'll, well, I'll get okay. over it. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. Because I think there's the free version that still does have like yeah, some basic. And, that, and that's, yeah. that's honestly like plenty for me. But yeah. Um, I think you can tell that we were both homesick last week because <laughs> in our like little what did we use this week? It's like I laid in bed with my iPad. Like we both we both really yeah. like iPad and iPad pencil and like here's the apps that we are using. So yep. we weren't That's being so it. like brave and noble with our like I didn't get my new oil paints out to do any mixing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like I'm gonna play Alto's Adventure and Whee! make some notes. <laughs> um, yeah. I did, last time we talked about this, I said I would include, like, one of my goofy little schedule things that I was building in uh, Which Linea. I love it. Yeah, I forgot to do that, so I, I'll, it'll be in this week. Yeah, so I've been having a lot of nerdy fun, like, building timetables and trying to do a better job of project management, and that's one of the things that I love um, iPad note-taking for, because you can just, you can duplicate things and use your grids over and over again. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And yay, color coding. 
<laughs> I know it's so nice. It makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I have been kind of using my new um the uh Stabilo 0.68. Yeah. The thicker ones. Um mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of coloring with those. Not nice. as much like actual workingness with it, mainly because I didn't do a whole lot of work. I just kidding, clients out there listening to this. <laughs> so much work. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So much <laughs> all of the great work. <laughs> um but I, it was great to be able to have that thicker uh pen and not feel like I was wasting a lot of ink in my coloring books, which I think is also a reason why I like the pigment app because I currently have eight coloring books that I'm actively like coloring. So I will gladly pay the yearly subscription to have a variety. And if I remember correctly, you're 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 like an orthodox colorer. So you'll just like (laughs) destroy your green marker because you're like Yes. <laughs> you're like the villain in a song about creativity where you're like, no, the leaves are green. The there leaves are, no are green. Leaves. Yes. The waves are blue. I will okay. do a variety of blue colors, but by golly. Do yeah. you do you know the Harry Chapin song, like flowers are red? No. Oh, my gosh. So mm, my family are big nerds and we just sing the same song over and over again. And when we were little... Harry Chapin is a kind of long form singer songwriter and he tells the story about this little boy who like draws all these like rainbow things and he has this mean teacher that's like the flowers are red and the leaves are green and that's the way the world is and he becomes this boring sad old man and <laughs> that's, what I thinking, <laughs> that's what I was thinking when you were talking about coloring in the, the coloring book I was like oh no oh my goodness <laughs> now I need to find that song <laughs> yeah <laughs> But it's oh, okay. It's okay that that uh, it, it's it's fine to be a a little um, persnickety about your coloring book. Um, I I know you to be a very supportive person of <laughs> creativity and I am very supportive and of the arts and creativity. But by golly, I don't want to have to think too hard about my coloring book choices. I think that's reason why. Like, if if the I mean the plants are green, so then I don't I just have to decide which green to color up with. Yeah. It's it's very much a relaxing art work thing, not necessarily a creativity outlet, which I think is the difference between oh, what I can do. Oh, I'm so with you. For the same reason I often will color a whole page with just the same color. Because nice. I'm I'm just here for the the enjoyment of listening to a podcast and coloring um i love it but yeah i was gonna say uh, a woman that has both uh kitten ears and a unicorn horn on her (laughs) headphones i don't think could be uh rightfully (laughs) accused of uh following the rules too much and being a big right of not being creative (laughs) okay good i was worried there (laughs) no no (laughs) um for sure so uh, before we started recording, you showed me video when I was seeing your beautiful, not sick face, uh-huh. uh, a book that you got. I got it, it for free from the internet. 
What? A real, a the real internet? paperwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, at work, um, we've been, um, I've been doing a little bit of work with this um, company, Mohawk Paper. And so they've just been on my radar for a while. And I don't know if you ever just come across a company and you, they, you just kind of like them. Like the mate, maybe you're just like, like I love you. You like a people. Yeah. You're like, you're so nice and fun. And, um, so, uh, Mohawk has, they're, they're one of, they're one of a small group of elite paper makers that are left in the United States. And one of the reasons that they are left that they're here is because they've been really aggressive about um, thinking about how high quality paper can be relevant in a digital creative process. So love it. Uh, yeah, like n- not not sort of swimming upstream and assuming that every poster is going to be screen printed until the end of time. You know, knowing right. that um, designers work with uh, digital tools, but that at some point. Uh, very often those designs need to come out in in paper and and working to empower designers to think about that paper as a dimension of their design not just a a commodity where you get you know something workable on a scale of one to ten fancy from you know crappy (laughs) copy paper up to fancy rag stock um so one of the things that they do is they have um this book called a maker's field guide which goes over all of these uh different dimensions of paper design from color and texture and uh the paper makeup and different printing techniques and they'll send it to you uh free as part of a kind of you know like onboarding sort of sales process like you sign up to take a little to like watch a video but there's no like scammy cookie embedded like (laughs) you didn't finish the video like we're not gonna sit no it's just they just send you to a landing page and say like yo this is us look at it's our happy team um so I got this really cool book, and I was sitting here, sort of flicking through it, like do 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 do, and I came across this yellow paper, and I was like, "That looks, that looks familiar." And then I looked at the description, and it said "Safety Yellow," and I was like, "Wait, wait, I know that." <laughs> and I was <laughs> remembering uh, listening to, um, actually, I don't even think I was listening because I hadn't listened to the Pen Addict yet. I just was uh, looking at the description because um, Field Notes released their spring. Uh, what do they call them? Edition? Yeah, the uh, color edition. Yeah, this week. And they use this paper that's in this book. And I just, I know that I shouldn't feel so cool. I mean, it's it's a, it's like a paper <laughs> that anybody can buy. But I was like, I have it right here. It's right in this book. It's the very same paper that they're using to make the field notes. And it's got the same kind of thickness. And um, in this, uh, they're using, because it's this really vibrant yellow color. And it's on this page yeah, that says... Yeah, it's so intense. Oh, yeah, it's intense. Um, it says, use paper as the fifth color. So they're talking about how the the color of the paper interacts with the colors of the ink. And then this particular treatment, they've done these, like, purples and oranges and red. And it makes the yellow look so different than the primarily black treatment that they did on the, on the Field Notes design. And yeah, just... it looks insane just in just through the video feed, and I can't 
because of course I will be ordering a field guide <laughs> I'm gonna myself. get in trouble. They're gonna be like, I, mm, <laughs> one thousand maker guides all sent to Portland under. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm really excited to see it in person because I mean, you look at the photos from the field notes release, and you're just like, wow, that is very much safety yellow. Like it is. Not quite neon, but it's it's definitely what you would consider a safety color. Like it's what's used for that sort of thing. And so, seeing it, the what you showed me with the different colors, it looks so completely different, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And I just I'm excited. And you're gonna be, you're gonna be in that sort of fancy looking at paper and printing samples seat pretty I soon know. we're gonna I'm talk so about excited. it later I know, it's gonna be really stay great. tuned i had to leave it to the end of the little like tiny topics because i'm like we're gonna talk about it for so long and i know right anything else will seem less exciting afterwards so <laughs> i don't so, know though what you're talking about next is pretty darn exciting <laughs> it's true um that's what's good about being off for a week you have lots to talk about <laughs> I, right. like, I don't even have to do any research i don't have to talk about gouache we'll have plenty to talk about <laughs> um we do have gouache in the show we'll see uh I, I think we'll get to it but um anywho the mohawk maker's guide is totally free we'll put the link in the in the notes so whether you're working on a printing project actively or you just want to learn more about paper I highly recommend it. it. Makes me very happy. Um, they also have a, a quarterly magazine that goes out called the Maker Quarterly, and you can sign up to get that for free too. And it's this super papery, fancy, thick magazine like we were talking about earlier that both Kathy and I have a Love little it. have a little like for. Nothing like paying seventeen dollars for a little. magazine, but this I one guess. you get for free. <laughs> and you know it's going to be good paper. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know what else I got for free this week? What else did you get for free, Heather? A, a giant blow-up kangaroo. I know. I'm so <laughs> jealous. It's amazing. So, um, the same uh, listener who signed me up for the um, League of Extraordinary Pen Pals um, also was like, I'm going to send you a, a care package from Australia. And I was like, that is amazing. And so um, when I got home from California, I had this pile of amazing mail. My neighbor had been house sitting for me. And she like one of the first things she said to me when I got home was, your mail is better than mine. Because <laughs> I had all these postcards from LEP and I had this big um, package. And I think um, I think I also had coffee in there. It was just it was a very happy mailbox. Um, That's amazing. But I don't know. I don't even think I told you about this, Kathy. Um, this uh, care package was full of like happy Australia things like Australia cookies and Australian flags on flip flops and on bracelets and on gizmos. And it was it was just this happy Australian box. And it totally sent me back to being 17 years old because um, I, I was an exchange student when I was in uh, high school. So I lived in, in Denmark for a year, my junior year of high school. And awesome. there, <laughs> there were two groups of students that could be relied on to tell you how much they love their country. <laughs> and it was <laughs> uh, the Brazilians and the Australians. <laughs> like They were <laughs> so manic about loving their country. And to this day, I have all of these photos of, you know, these 
doughy-eyed 17-year-olds from, you know, 40 different countries. And it's this, like, vision of, like, world harmony. And it's always the rotary flag, you know, of of unity and universality of identity. And, and then, like, an Australian flag, like, <laughs> propped up in the background and a Brazilian flag. Like, they always brought their flags to the photo shoots. And it was so... Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I think... Um, we all had these jackets that we would put pins on that we got from other exchange students. Um, and I think by the end of the year, we were all just putting as much stuff on it as we could. And I ended up with an Australian flag um, pinned to the back of mine, like a little cape. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Australians were just handing them out. <laughs> so That's amazing. I have very, uh, yeah, happy associations with the Australian flag and the neighbor kids got some of the Australian bracelets, so it's pretty pretty good stuff. That's awesome. Did I? So did you cool. say that you you got a little something in the mail too? Uh, not yet. I believe that. So she tweeted at me and asked for my address, um, and Ooh. so I'm hoping I'm hoping to get my own little kangaroo friend, or maybe a different marsupial. Maybe it's, oh, maybe it's like one a koala. Of, <laughs> how many marsupials are there? Are there like uh, a dozen? I think there's like five or like a million. Okay, so it is more like a dozen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's different subcategories like. The red kangaroo and the tree kangaroo and the giant kangaroo or whatever, um, but I would consider I would count those one marsupial. Okay, all I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say something distasteful about human babies. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I was reading some book about childhood development and they talked about the the fourth trimester being uh-huh. like the first three months of a baby's life where it's like. We had to get it out of there because, uh, like, her cervix was having an argument with his, like, skull, you know? And it's, like, it uh-huh. that was the end of the argument. It was, like, you have to be born now. But, like, it's not done yet. Like, this is the evolutionary process. Like, you have to do some of your baking after you come out of the uterus. So it's, like, <laughs> so intense. Sorry. <laughs> but whenever I see a little baby that's, like, a week old and it's all, like, wrinkly and red and, like, can't do anything, yeah. I'm, like... We're all marsupials. Like, we don't got a pouch, but, like, that baby's not done yet, and it's on the outside. <laughs> oh, for sure. And uh, apparently there are uh, 334 species. Are there tiny are ones? Are there, like, ex- tiny little rodent marsupials? With, like, yes. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Anyway, so the... Uh, Happy penhaling and Australia ing um, continues. I continue to get great postcards. I got a lovely little letter. Did you get mine? I did get yours. Yay, it made it. Yeah, because I got a couple um, Inco Rimo notes too. I got one from um, Hot Cup Eleven on Instagram. Yay. Who, uh, yeah. Had sent, me, had sent me, sent me, I knew it was, I knew it was from them too, because it had like the same stamps and a, like a similar drawing. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And I had gotten a letter before and I was like, I think this is, and I was like, oh, look, I have, 
I have such real male friends. Like I can identify their like stamp collection <laughs> and their drawing quality like right from the outside. So Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> I thought that was cool. That's um, so cool. Anyway, I've been talking too much. You have something so exciting to tell us about. What's, yeah, what's going I'm really on? excited. Okay, so today we are recording and it's Monday, February 27th. And tomorrow, the 28th of February, uh my co-creator and I are going to be launching a Kickstarter. Um, it's called Chasing Rainbow Tales, and it is children illustrated children's books about difficult subjects. So uh, we're starting out, hopefully, with a trilogy um, of Chelsea the Bunny, who is going to tell the tale of uh, sexual abuse by a family member. Uh, we have Rupert the Panda, who is telling the story of life after miscarriages. So uh, Rupert is a, a an only child um, whose parents have had multiple miscarriages, and he is what is called a rainbow baby. Um, and then Augustus the Robin, who is telling a story of parents with disabilities. Um, uh, the... Augustus the Robin is inspired by my story uh, with my husband's stroke. Um, we have uh, Rupert the Panda is the story of my co-creator and the multiple miscarriages that she has suffered. And then Chelsea the Bunny is uh, inspired by my mom's story, which is actually the reason that the whole series came about. And I'm so excited because this has been about a year and a half in the making and I'm nervous too. <laughs> like getting this crisis, like what are people gonna think and yeah. things? But overall, I mean, the artwork that Jessie is creating is insane. She is so talented. I'm unbelievably blessed to have her in my life and let her be able to do that part of things because it makes it so much easier. Um, because I just love everything that she does. I'm really excited to see how the artwork uh, turns out. So I got a chance to um, take a look at the a project preview. And the, the work is very three-dimensional. Like it's built with paper and drawings and drawings with um, different um, mediums. And it sounds like they're all going to be you know, scan. It's not a three-dimensional product, right? They're going to be scanned right. into um, illustrations. But yeah, I've. Um, uh, do you know um, Oliver Jeffers? No, I don't. He works in. He's a children's book uh, illustrator, and he works in collage with a lots lots of different materials. And he always does these really high resolution prints onto glossy paper, and it's incredible. Because you can get such high resolution scans, you can get that paper texture and the different right. qualities right into the image. And I'm super excited to see how that works out. Yeah, I'm excited to have um, something similar because her, so uh, every book is going to have a different colored paper. Um, so the color of the paper will be shown through uh, like when they're stacked on top of each other, you'll have the different colors that are all the same 
like uh, oh, color you're family. Get me to buy them all. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So the, the, the basic <laughs> reward tier is like uh, like there's the electronic book and then the like thank you level, but then the book levels you can get one book, I think for forty five dollars or three books for seventy five dollars. And uh, I was, one book, it, I think I get it's that wrong. Thirty five and seventy. Hold on, I don't even know my own because I did the math and then hold on oh you're right 30 not 45 okay. oh yeah. oh okay all right i mixed i mixed it you up. can get one ebook or all three and then you can also get one physical book or all three physical books Gotcha. Okay. So initially I was thinking like, I'll pick my favorite. And then I was like, oh, they're in different colors. They're yes. like markers in a pack. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and on the website, um, each of the uh, books has um, a pick a character page that's been scanned in so you can see. Um, a little bit more about the main character and they're all on um, the paper that the books will be written in. Uh, it's so, so there's so many elements to each illustration. Yeah. It's really and it's, amazing. She's so incredible. I can't wait to be able to share more. Um, she's made individual drawings in with each of the characters because, so the Kickstarter is 30 days long, like most of them. And we're doing a countdown mm -hmm. for until the, the final day of the um, the project. Um, and she's done drawings of each of the characters in numbers. Aww. So like it's oh, she's so freaking talented. It blows my mind. But it's so cute. I cannot wait to share because everything I mean, so each of the covers have what's called a love rock, um, which is a foundation that started local to us um, after two sisters uh, died in a car crash. Mm -hmm. um, and it's basically a, a, it's a rock with like a heart either glued or painted on. Um, and they're just left everywhere. And it's been such an amazing, like, community builder locally because all these stores have them everywhere. You'll find them on your front porch sometimes. And it's just, like, just a, a bit of love. And uh, it's a love rock, basically. Mm -hmm. um, but each of the covers will have have a love rock on it and we'll have a link in the in the books to what that stands for what that's for and just like i mean this is like i said we've been working on this for like a year and a half and it's just and what's your co-creator's name uh jesse jesse okay am yeah. i missing where your names are in the project description um, or was that left out on purpose no, it's uh, about us on the website, but you know what? I think you're right. We don't. Oh, no, it's there in the biography. Biography. Um, I'm such a oh. good copy editor. Just read so closely. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know why it's not. Is it maybe not okay, just showing because it's the preview? 
Well, when you click on buy Chasing Rainbow Tails at the top, it'll uh, take you to a pop-up, but we need to put that in the bottom. Yeah, just like actual... your Twitter handle or whatever, so people can yeah. be like, I love you. Yeah, I don't know why it doesn't show that there you on... Go, Jesse. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think I remember you telling me um, earlier when the project was kind of get, getting going or getting getting closer to being done that, that you yeah. were handling um, sort of the story and the writing um, and some of the project management and and Jesse and and so you were like I want to do this project but I don't have these illustration skills and Jesse was oh I have these illustration skills but I don't really have time to kind of manage and and you know like bring this project into all yeah. the, like, the logistics is that kind of how it went down yeah definitely especially um she is slightly technically um she needs help with technical stuff <laughs> so like um you make it sound I, so serious like I, <laughs> like it's type 1 diabetes yeah, right yeah. uh technology doesn't love her very much yeah and so yeah, yeah. like uh you know i threw the website together the first draft and she's like what it's already done and i'm just like look honey you are like we're not even going to talk about that because that took me like three seconds and she's like yeah these drawings took me like no time and so it's it it really has been just this perfect joining of our skills for each other because like we're able to talk things through and just like really get the way that it should be um, and then she just has this amazing talent with her artistry that just like blows my mind and has all of these brilliant creation ideas. And I'm so excited to be able to like pick out the paper and like do all of these things. And I, I hope that even if you don't um, pledge, you know, let us know what you think. Give us your love, support, share it. Um, because we want to, this project is so much bigger than just the books. Um, our future goals are to create a, uh, community center and a foundation or a charity, um, just to help promote the fact that tough subjects happen to children and we can help them get through it and it's not their fault. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, gosh, it's just, it's so important. I mean... I I think yeah. that uh I think that the world is sometimes the kind of harsh cruel place that it is um because we're all on uh different timelines, you know? Like yeah. uh there's there's a lot of people out in the world that are still living in the before times, you know, before yes. something devastating happened to their family, you know, before they had a health crisis, um you know, before um, before they lost their job, you know, before they needed support. And yeah. once um, something like that happens to you, it's it's just transformative and you see those experiences around you and it makes you more attentive to those situations that uh, other people are in. And yes, um, I, I think one reason why that cycle keeps on going is because we have this kind of happy, happy, joy, joy culture where we don't want to talk about disability or abuse or miscarriages or uh, drug abuse or poverty, yeah. you know, all of these things that um, 
can really take a central place in people's lives um, for at least a, a period of time and making those experiences uh, speakable and shareable. Yes. It, it reduces the shame. It makes it easier to recover, but it also prepares all of us for when that time comes in our own lives. So we don't feel like no one else has ever handled this. You know? Right. <laughs> exactly. Like I can't even imagine what the going through even my own situation before the internet was a thing. I mean, I had being able to Google, you know, all of these things to find support systems and to uh, that's where I learned about like the social security disability that he's on and just like all of these things and then it reminds me that hey first off children can't don't even know that they can go and google something necessarily you yeah. know it's it and so being able to put this it, hopefully put these books and we have I mean, pages of issues that unfortunately happen in the world uh, with plans for future books to cover this umbrella of like helping kids be aware of difficult issues without like making it too difficult for them to process it. Yeah. Right. I I think like putting it at their level. Yeah. I think that children can handle these content uh, areas, you know, they can they can handle the the those ideas, um, but I do think that there are um, formats or 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 ways of explaining that that make them more approachable. Um, yes, I think I've definitely yeah. been I've been guilty of uh, of 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 underestimating that because my memory of being a kid is of being talked down to, so I tend right. to just kind of speak speak plainly to children but a lot of times people like yo like that's really not well and it's actually that's actually a better way uh to do it we um raising my daughter we always talk to her like an adult well not like an adult necessarily but like a a real human Mm -hmm. um because she is a human being and if we have to explain something well that's just fine and use you know different words but by by treating her as a, a thinking human being it helped set the expectation that in the future she is a thinking human being and <laughs> like being able to process things herself. And I mean, she was dropped into a situation with uh, my husband's stroke before she was two. So like this definitely has affected and influenced her growing up. And it's it's something that's going to affect her future forever. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a very significant part in her life and it's not something to be ashamed of. And there are so many others in the world. I mean, we've been doing a lot of research um, for all of these books and the specific stories that they're talking about. And uh, more than 10% of the U.S. populations of the families that have children under the age of 18, their parent has some sort of disability. That's a huge percentage. Wow. 
Yeah. Whether it's blind or deaf or a physical disability. I mean, there's just so many different things that affect what we consider a normal family. And, I mean, you may think as a child that, oh, this is, you know, oh, this is my life and nobody else understands it. But the truth of the matter is, is that there's so many people in the world that get it and that can help you and my my experience when when somebody has uh you know uh, a sudden disability you know something um something uh, acute happens right and there's yes. this threshold and life changes you know um or if they have uh, a degenerative disease um, like MS or ALS, um, right? Some, something that is that's it's like okay, life is going to be different now, you know. And in in my life, I've experienced that. I think a lot of times um, people have two different responses. Um, either they they just uh, freeze up and they ignore it, you know, like they yes. they they stop calling or they stop coming around or they just try to avoid it, not because they're trying to be uh, cruel, but because they're just uncomfortable and they're like, oh, maybe I'll just go down a different aisle in the grocery store and and next time I'll talk to them when I'm like more prepared, right? So you like you like avoid it, or you go into this like sappy ridiculous like (laughs) you are so beautiful like I bet your toenails are just covered in glitter like I love you and everything it's like that's no it's just life you know and the the people that become a huge relief to families with uh in crisis or families with disability are the people that have that superpower of being able to be like so uh we're gonna have some nachos like we're gonna watch the prices right you know like the people that can just learn to, yes. to to live among it like i'm a human like it's still we're still a family like some things are different but a lot of things are totally the same exactly no that's so true and that's something that i really resonated i recognize that like we had people that are like hey by the way I'm dropping food off at your front door. You don't have to talk to me. You don't have to, like, say anything. If you don't want to eat it, that's fine. But it's there for you. Um, don't ask, like, not asking permission, but just doing it and and leaving no expectation of receiving anything in return. And that was the biggest, like, relief. And that's definitely changed how I deal and uh, with, other things that happen so uh someone's a family friend of ours uh lost her dad and I was just like look I am doing this or you need she would like get the mail for my parents that I would ship off to wherever they were in the RV and I'm like look the door's unlocked just leave it inside you don't have to talk to me you don't have to see me it's there and uh she's moved on to the next step in her grieving process and she's like just thank you and I'm like hey it you know it's the least I could do let me let me know if you need me but otherwise like I have no expectation of you and that's that's good you know and and I'm hoping to be able to help with a variety of situations and just give people some ideas on how to cope and how to manage especially as children because uh now when they're young is the time to try and give them the skills to manage being a human being yeah and, and 
having those uh, stories closer at hand, you know, uh, yes, have them sort of uh, live in the imagination of children and their parents. Uh, th- they can kind of uh, like till the ground, you know, and and sort exactly. of prepare Lay the them. foundation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the idea that you know you don't. You don't prepare for a tornado like the day of the tornado, right? Like you either right. have water in your basement or you don't, you know, like yeah. there are yeah. these things that you have to do ahead of time. And hopefully by telling those stories, then when those crises do happen, like within families or to friends of families, then you've been preparing and you're you're, you're ready to, to respond to them. Exactly. And especially if it's something like sexual abuse that no one ever wants to talk about and is very difficult for uh, parents to discuss with their children. I mean, how do you say, oh, no, and this is, we'll leave it here, but, like, letting people know that it's not okay and that, hey, you can tell somebody and you'll feel it'll be safer. Like, you can, you deserve to have privacy and you deserve to be, comfortable with your family and if you're not it's okay to tell somebody yeah 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 and we're we're imagining these becoming you know our dream is to have these be part of libraries and in schools and counselings and stuff so that safe adults can share it with them as needed Mm -hmm. um so that they have it's not just the book we realize that the books won't just fix things um, but we're hoping that it will allow, f- it can be used as a tool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an amazing project and I'm really excited to, uh, follow along with it. I'm sure we're going to oh, be getting updates. Um, <sighs> I think you said that you guys are going to be talking to, uh, having like a more detailed conversation with your printer sometime soon. Yeah. So, so we are working with a local printer, um, which is really exciting to me because I wanted to be able to keep it local, you know, Hey, hashtag <laughs> local or whatever. Hashtag Portlandia. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> like actual um, portland (laughs) like literally well it's it's a suburb outside but anyways um but we wanted to be able to go in and touch things and and work with them and have someone that really cares and so they they mainly do they do do some books but it mainly is um like uh, marketing materials and that sort of things um, but they do have access to a larger printer uh, for higher production if we need it which I'm hoping we do um, <laughs> but either way it's so nice to be able to like I have a actual project manager contact yeah. and uh, she's like here here's a list of these types of papers and we'll set up an appointment and you can come in and pick which one you want and we're like yay and (laughs) we're gonna do eco-friendly and like uh, try and get it as uh, especially because here in the pacific northwest uh, paper is a renewable resource and so it's nice to be able to get like uh locally source slash safely created some of that good uh, paper. cascade lumber chomp it all yeah up. hey <laughs> <laughs> but but really be able to make sure that the colors are right and that 
uh, every book that's put out is going to be quality and not just from a publisher that's going for the lowest dollar. You should bring in your maker's field guide to paper from Mohawk. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's totally my plan. Do your best impression of somebody who like spent too much time on WebMD before their doctor's <laughs> appointment. <laughs> So it looks like cancer, but I would like page 34, please. I want this exact color. Well, you see, that's a different paper producer. No, I don't think no, so. No, I want I... this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I don't think that they would want to work with us anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I don't really feel like talking about gouache because I feel like it's going to be lame. So I think, why don't we do like a, a double topic next week? Because okay. I had um, kind of an idea for what I wanted, um, a, a question for you. Um, yeah. And, and so I think that they'll go together. So um, I did a little bit of research on um, gouache, um, but it was, you know, like relatively uh, simple as a something to add on to watercolor. And so I was thinking, um, I was curious about uh, doing a kind of paintbrush 101, like different shapes in particular. Um, I love like, it. I have a relatively good handle on the difference between like natural fibers and synthetic. Like there's always more to learn, but I understand that a little bit. Um, but I would really like to learn the difference between, you know, like the little classic-y, you know drop looking ones and then they have those crazy fan ones and then like yes. a wedge and then like the one that's like three hairs like and <laughs> uh, are the sizing systems like consistent across manufacturers or are they proprietary um i love it it's so hard to talk when you have to breathe out of your mouth too i feel like i'm climbing a mountain <laughs> <laughs> like i can't use my nose <laughs> still so stuffed you up. do snort very adorably <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs> like trying to talk and breathe at the same time is so hard when you only have one orifice to use <sighs> <laughs> down an orifice on the podcast oh wow we are you can tell we are recovering for being sick also that we haven't talked in a while so we're just laughing also the that. whole time um, i know okay so next week we'll get a little bit more details on your kickstarter project and we'll do like a double feature we'll do gouache Perfect. and paint brushes um, i love it that way i don't have awesome. to try to follow up uh, your beautiful heartwarming project with uh, oh, watercolor so additives, which would feel right. <laughs> like mm, less cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. And uh, when this comes out, it will be live and I'm, I'm nervous. But uh, by the Good. time you all hear it, uh, let me know what you think. Uh, you can, of course, find links to the show notes uh, for everything that we've talked about in artsupplyposse.com slash 35. Feel free to message us on Twitter. I am at Mrs. Soup and Heather is perineum yarn. Uh, I don't even know. How would you pronounce that? How do you pronounce your Twitter? Um, it's periard. 
It's a, okay. it's, a, it's a stylized spelling of my grandma's maiden name. So Ooh, it's fancy. Uh, and not fancy, though, because the number one thing you want is for people to be able to say it out loud. So I'm sorry. I know. It's period. Well, no, it's my fault. I was I was thinking it. I was overthinking it. Uh, so it's period. Uh, you can also find us at Art Supply Posse. Intro and outro music was created by Bob Atkins of Skylab Letterpress. And we are so excited to talk to you next week about gouache and paintbrush. It'll be good. Good night, Posse. Night, Posse.